0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to The Undiluted Truth, coming to you from Mike's Office Tabletop Studio. So today's episode... I know, that was kind of long, sorry. (laughs) Today's episode will be part three of variants spread uncontrollably through the vaccinated. Anyway, without further ado... Let's get right into it, because we've kind of been going a little long, and we want to get you a little bit more of the actual content this time. We'll try our best to n- not comment so much. Uh, anyway, so let's welcome in our host, Mike. Okay, hey, thank
1: you, Ben. And here I am, right across from the tabletop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a new one. Uh, it is a tabletop, and please, keep I'm, people I'm, guessing. I'm glad we are on audio instead of video, because you would see everything on this tabletop, which... <laughs> Is pretty much a mess, but it's a controllable mess. Uh, Anyway, welcome rock tumblers and truth seekers uh, to another episode here of The Undiluted Truth. And once again, uh, we are pulling this information from The High Wire that you can get at thehighwire.com with Del Bigtree and our two experts, uh, Dr. Robert Malone and Geert Vandenbosch uh, from Belgium, uh, a scientific expert. So we don't need to speak. Uh, we're going to pick this up uh, once again. This is uh, the third part here. And this stuff is getting heavy. And if you remember, Garrett Vanderbach just mentioned uh, on, on the last episode, he was closing out with almost in disbelief how ignorant these other so-called experts are that, that they're not reporting these things with the expertise that he feels like they should. There's there's plenty of uh, virologists out there that it's almost as if he's saying, I'm a virologist, but am I, you know, let's just say turning over more rocks than they are? Am, am I digging deeper into this? Uh, so that's sort of where we are with, with that. And they are building a contrast here as far as what is coming between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated in these, these variants and how... Freely, these things, these variants are going to be passed about and not be able to be suppressed in these individuals that have been vaccinated, not protected. So we will pick it up from there and uh, right here with Del Bigtree in the middle, just finishing up our comment on Geert's last segment there. So, all right. Okay. Ready, Ben? Yep. Let's turn some rocks over here. Here we go.
2: I mean, he's talking, obviously, about the two FDA scientists, top of their game, that walked away based on this booster discussion. Uh, but I think he's giving us an insight beyond just the fact that they're sort of being bullied by Biden. I think what he's saying is probably true. These people don't know what I know. They don't study all of the pressures that happen in a natural evolution of a virus and a vaccine In real world scenarios. They're all used to a vaccine that went through controlled trials where they've studied the data over many years, had a placebo group, and they can understand what they're looking at, they know how people react, and they sort of make their policies based on that. They've never done this. They don't know what they've just done. And now, and I've said this, it's almost he's almost mirroring what I said over the last couple weeks. I think it's starting to dawn on Rochelle Walensky. oh my god. I'm going to be the face of the person that might have marched 160 million people to their death. This vaccine is backfiring. People are getting more and more sick. The highest rates of infection are amongst the vaccinated in Israel. The highest rates of hospitalization and death in Israel are the vaccinated. Something is going wrong. Can you imagine if you're one of the FDA regulators and you're realizing, oh, my God, the decisions I made, something's going wrong. It looks like people are going to start dying. And now I'm starting to hear, remember, someone talking about ADE and issues like that. What if that really happens? I'm going to quit before my face is in the middle of this thing that may be happening. And think about what he said. They just they need to learn. They don't understand what I know. They're not inviting me, but they need to say to themselves, i got to open up my textbooks. I think what's even harder about that than opening up their textbooks again and trying to learn what Geert, Bosch knows is they may actually have to admit, oh, my God, we made a mistake and tell the world, sorry, whoops. Sorry, we put our names on it. We were at ACIP, We were at FDA. We made these decisions. We went along with WHO. We went along with Biden. And as it turns out, we made a colossal error. Um, that is what he's describing as the culture. And it is really scary how untalented these people are, how little they know, and the fact that they're not inviting geert Banden, Bosch into the room. They're just going to push ahead and keep putting Pfizer, the guy that's going to make billions of dollars. I mean, a company's going to make tens of billions of dollars. The news is we're going to listen to him but not to Geert van den Bosch, the only man who truly understands the science in a real-world scenario. All right, well, now Dr. Malone weighs in. Now, remember, Dr. Malone has worked inside of the FDA, has, you know, does work with the NIH. He does know these people. So what he tries to explain is the culture of how these decisions are being made, even when we do have smart scientists like at A.S.I.P. or at Burback that express concerns what happens if the policies... Uh, or, or who's writing the policies that might override this? Listen to this.
1: Okay, I'm going to pause it real quick there because I, I, I can't let the the other part go by. But he he finally paused. I, I just want our listeners to know that he he had mentioned that you know some of these people are are allowing themselves to be caught up in in, in political things. Following he mentioned following Biden's instructions and so forth. Right. We don't we don't endorse that idea. We don't think that's the case anyway. Personally. And, and this isn't a fact. This is okay. personal opinion off of the undiluted truth program here All right. is I don't believe that Biden's making decisions about anything personally. I mean, that's just my opinion. I think others are behind him making the decisions, and I just think he's a puppet. So I'll leave it right there. So uh, we'll Fair enough. We'll move on with, uh, with the rest of this. All right.
3: It's the White House that's setting the policy, which is to say because Tony Fauci is appointed basically the czar of of this disease it's it's mostly comes down to dr fauci's personal um perspective and uh then then you flow and we just saw a great example of this kind of process flow um with this decision about uh the third jab the the booster experience in the united Mm -hmm. states we had the independent academic reviewers looking at the, the data on behalf of the FDA. This is the um, Verback panel. And uh, they made a clear, unambiguous decision that despite the lack of sufficient data to make a go decision in terms of safety and efficacy in the elderly and high-risk populations, they were gonna go ahead and authorize that because the risk to those populations was already sufficiently well documented because of the Israeli data showing, and some American data, showing that the vaccine durability was so poor. So these people are now at higher risk, and they were already at higher risk, and now their vaccine protection is dropping. And so they said, okay, in the balance, we should go ahead with that. But then you had the director of the CDC, I'm sorry, the FDA, Janet Woodcock, step in and say, well, that's all fine and dandy, but I'm gonna add another group, which is basically, um, we think that anybody that has contact with the public, so this is nurses, healthcare personnel, all the way down to grocery clerks, are at significantly enhanced risk of severe disease and death. There's actually no data supporting that. So they made that political decision because they want to impose universal mandates. So then it gets tossed over to the, this is just, you know, let's understand how the U.S. works. Then it gets tossed to the CDC. And the CDC independent panel called the ACIP evaluate the same data. And they say, no, we reject this added third group that the director of the FDA has added in. Uh, That's all those um, with public contact. We reject that logic. There's no data to support that assertion. And we just think you should go ahead with the same recommendation that the VRBAC gave. And then we had, uh, within two days, the director of the CDC overruled that and went back to the same policy that Janet Woodcock, the director of the FDA had rolled out, Mm -hmm. which is basically coming from Tony Fauci, as I explained. So that's how things are working here.
2: Uh, I think that's just amazing, incredibly revealing. And if you're questioning whether or not Dr. Robert Malone understands what he's talking about, I want to just pause that
0: real quick. Oh, sorry. I just had a comment because he's mentioned mentioned Dr. Fauci a couple of times. Yes. I heard something from my father. Maybe you can verify this, that the head of the NIH is actually Fauci's wife. That's I, what my father had told me. He had read that somewhere.
1: That wouldn't surprise me because the NIH is is really where all of the funding for many years and over a billion was it nine point some billion dollars that was was given to him for research Fauci yeah. and Ralph Barrick. Okay. Uh, those those two guys were in you know so that wouldn't surprise me. But
0: but, but I didn't know if you knew for sure. But that's no. that's what my father said. He had read and seen
4: per, just recently my that personal was, opinion. Interesting.
1: Was that, you know, that I don't think, I think he's got enough people that are running under the radar, if you will. It wouldn't matter whether it's her or not. True, but, you know, yeah. Uh,
0: bottom line. In reality, probably, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah bottom line is, is that uh, he's nefarious and he's been involved, you know, for some time here.
0: All right, so, didn't mean to interrupt for that long. Uh, no,
1: but Dr. Malone, golly days. Yeah, Robert. Uh, yeah. Robert. Yeah, it was Dr. Roberts. Uh, Malone is, is kind of laying out the bureaucracy of this. Mm-hmm. It's all he's right. doing. He's, he's, this is how they work. He's not giving. He just said you know, goes yeah. here, goes there, and, and you know. And now uh, Dell's going to kind of uh, comment on it
2: very quickly. When I was having the interview I had with him just a couple of months ago, uh, it was clear he was talking about FDA and NIH and like the vaccine um, um, risk. I mean, the vaccine program. VAERS and all of that in ways that I haven't heard anyone else understand that's on the pro-vaccine side. As I said, he has contracts with the Department of Defense. He works very closely with the FDA. He made it clear he had an inside scoop. And when we were watching this clip, I thought, let's replay that. Look at what he predicts about Janet Woodcock and tell me he doesn't know what's happening on the inside.
3: Listen to this. They had the legislative latitude to do so, and they elected to do nothing. Okay. So you're dead on. If we're going to point a finger at somebody. Um, and we'll see how long Janet stays. I yep. think it might not be too long. There it is. We'll see how long Janet Woodcock stays.
2: I think it might not be too long. He alluded to the fact that her days were numbered. No one had heard that. No one, had, None of us knew that. But look at the headline that came out just this last week. Acting FDA Chief Janet Woodcock ruled out as Biden nominee. Um, so this is a man that's on the inside. He's telling you how this works. Uh, he has insights when he's talking about that override. We actually have, I mean Verback may not be perfect and ACIP I make fun of all the time, but it at least is a body of people that are weighing in. And if they vote against something, they really deliberated on it and they usually say yes. So when they say no, you would think it'd be taken seriously. Janet Woodcock overrides that. Then it goes over to the CDC. So the FDA approves it. FDA says, Oh, we're going with boosters, and Janet Woodcock says, like for everybody, not just like the high-risk group. So it goes over to ASIP. They look back. They say, well, we get what Janet Woodcock said, but we're also looking at all of our fellow scientists that are over at Burback, and we're saying, no, we like what they said. We have the same complaints. We don't see enough science showing that, number one, that the booster will work long enough to make a difference, and number two, what will be the side effects of the booster? We have a lot of Serious side effects that happen after the second shot. What happens at the third shot? We need to see that. So they said, no, we're going to go with the original recommendations of the ACIP, not Woodcock. And then here comes uh, uh, Rochelle Walensky, and this is what she says.
3: As CDC director, it's my job to recognize where our actions can have the greatest impact. Had I been in the room and on the committee, I would have voted yes. And that is reflected in my resulting decision to allow the use of Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 booster dose for those 18 and older at high risk of COVID-19 exposure and transmission because of occupational and institutional exposure.
2: There you have it. I know that we have a democratic process, but we don't care about the democracy. I'm reporting to the vaccine czar Tony Fauci, and he says this is the way it's going to go. And there is the man probably behind making all these decisions. So that's how the decisions are being made. This genius, that man right there is making all the decisions, which is why uh, I think we'll all get a little piece of relief and maybe a little bit of joy when he is finally carted off to prison for crimes against humanity. No one deserves that more than Dr. Anthony Fauci. He okay, has earned it. Moving yeah. on. So now we're going to yeah. revisit in many ways the um, uh, Geert van den Bosch wants to make clear that we understand this infectious pressure issue that he's talking about. I already showed you. We showed you these graphs. I showed you with Barbie dolls. Hopefully you're getting it, but he's emphatic. So let's listen to him.
4: I think that the uh, most important thing to do, if there is one thing that I really need to point out, is to reduce his infectious pressure. And uh, that is for me uh, something nobody, nobody has any kind of idea how we are going to r- get rid of this highly infectious variants and uh, they are not going to come calm down spontaneously. I mean, it, it's not like this virus is going to say all of a sudden, well, uh, enough is enough. I. Uh, I'm going to insert a number of mutations that are go- going to diminish my, uh, my, my, my infectiousness. Uh, well, first of all, again, we have to stop this mass vaccination. The, the, the worst thing ever, the worst thing ever that we do is to vaccinate younger age groups. As I- I'm just
1: mm-hmm. going to pause. Already. We need to emphasize that the worst thing we can do mm-hmm. is to vaccinate younger age groups. Now I don't know if you knew this Ben did, you, did but did you know that North Carolina I do know North Carolina has just passed a law that 12 year olds can make their own decisions about vaccines.
0: I just heard that I think from my brother who had read something about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I so, just recently heard that. If
1: you want to if you want to stop this you know the, this spread with these variants and kind of get this maybe the super spreader under control. He says the worst thing you can do right. is to continue to vaccinate younger people. So what he's saying is
0: stop. But, but let's allow them to choose for themselves instead of having the yeah. parents. I,
1: I think right now yeah. he, he's, he's, he's leaving it up to the ones that are injecting. What he's saying is no. Yeah. Even if they're sitting out there crying, it, please inject me with this poison thing. He's saying don't do it.
0: Yeah. Don't right. do it. Exactly. I mean, I,
1: I think that's where he's going. So back to uh, Gert van den Bosch
4: try to explain this is the buffer. The younger age groups, you you bring them in, for example, non-vaccinated, you're going to see a diminishment in the infectious pressure. They are the vacuum cleaners. If we start vaccinating these people, they lose this potential. I showed you when people get vaccinated, they are going to breed. In fact, those infectious, more infectious strains, and through a new selection pressure, there is no longer this elimination. We lose completely this buffer. When people get the disease, they build long-lived immunity. So this is really our hope for herd immunity. I mean, nobody to- talks anymore about herd immunity. What is the objective still of the mass vaccination campaign? Can anybody tell me what the objective? I mean, if there is no if there is no objective, well then there is also no strategy, of course. And
1: I want to pause it there oh because he's like, is yep. nobody talking about herd immunity anymore? Nope. And you can't see it. Robert Malone is. Is these guys are all on a Zoom call? So I've got Robert Malone over here in a small screen. Robert Malone, when Gert's saying this, is there no? Why isn't anybody talking about herd immunity? Robert Malone is giving him a big thumbs up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. You
1: you preach it, brother. Yeah. That's kind of what he's well, what he's saying here, and it makes you know?
0: sense because, like, what he just had mentioned prior to that, the worst thing you can do is vaccinate the younger people because that, they're they're the ones with the strongest immunity. Yeah, they're, so they're the strongest filters, absolutely, for the virus for the rest of us that you know that are a little older. So if you want to get it get the virus out, then you need to have more of the young younger people not getting vaccinated and not getting this specific little thing that's going to override their immune system. And then we're all screwed. Uh,
1: well, absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're the key to the whole herd, of, uh, right. herd it, immunity. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's what he's saying. That's, yeah. uh, come on, exactly. guys. W- wake up here. All right. Here we go.
4: There is no strategy. There's only tactics, right? I mean, there is like, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, everybody's doing something, but there is no Common objective and uh, every country is doing it's their own thing. So so this is really a disaster because the only way to solve this still, I mean, we don't change virology. We don't change immunology. It's still the interplay between the virus and the immune system. It's still herd immunity. So how, where are we going to get herd immunity from? Certainly not, certainly not from the vaccination and even less when we do mass vaccination. Mm.
2: Amazing, right? Mm. I mean, look what he just said where what happened to herd immunity? I mean, what happened to herd immunity? The entire purpose of every vaccine I have ever made in my life, every vaccine that Dr. Robert Malone has ever made in in his life, the entire purpose was to reach herd immunity. And we're not hearing that talked about because there's no way. Let's be perfectly clear. There is no way this vaccine can get us to herd immunity. Do You hear that? So it doesn't matter that Joe Biden thinks it doddering up there in his fake, you know, vaccine moment inside the fake White House. Telling us 97 to 98% of vaccinated will get us there. It's not going to get us there. Geert Bosch clearly knows more than Joe Biden. He's telling you this vaccine cannot do it. He says the worst thing, the worst thing ever will be to vaccinate our younger people. As you know, we've pointed out that have zero risk of any issues. With this virus, we vaccinate them. And as I showed you, they're the ones, they're those filters. They're the ones filtering out the deadly virus and making sure that we're only fighting the, the less resistant virus and the, the less deadly virus. They can get us back to that place. But if we vaccinate them, those are our vacuum cleaners. We're done. Now we don't have anything in the world. There's no filter. There's no one breathing in and, and breathing out, you know, more and more protection, more and you know, less and less of the deadly ba- the viruses that are coming The vaccinated are putting us at risk, and they're destroying any chance we have at herd immunity. It could not be said clearer. And when it comes to the failings of this vaccine, and we wonder, are we seeing higher death rates? So many nations are talking about right now that we have higher excess mortality now than this exact same time last year when we had no vaccine. Now, we can't look at you know, whether it's COVID or not. In the end, because our data really sucks so bad, we're gonna be stuck <laughs> with overall, right? Point. Excess data, excess deaths. Dr. Robert Malone touches on that for a moment.
3: Actually, Gert, I think, I call this the ghost in the data. In the UK databases, in the Scottish databases, uh, there, there is uh, this persistent odd signal in the vaccine recipients of lower incidence, relatively speaking, after you adjust for the, you know, you gotta adjust for the confounders of the percent vaccinated versus the percent unvaccinated, et cetera. But there's this persistent signal in the UK data that um, there seems to be an excess in deaths in the vaccinated, and yet a relative deficit in severe disease in the in the vaccinated. So, it's it's as if it's somehow <laughs> protecting from severe disease, but is there is some increased incidence in mortality compared to the unvaccinated after you do the corrections. And it's paradoxical. So that may be the, sense. the sign that you're looking wow. for.
2: I mean very strange. What he's saying is he believes he does see a reduction in symptoms. You know, there's more symptoms, it appears in the va- in the unvaccinated. But the deaths are much higher in the vaccinated, which is really weird. So I guess yeah, what you right? give up symptoms and you just die. So you're either <laughs> exactly. going to be fine or you die. I mean, that, that's your choice. Whereas the unvaccinated, you know, we may get sick, but we will get through it. It's going to be OK. Um, weird choices. Incredible choices. Uh, let's get down to it. Coming into to the end here now. Well, who wins? Right. Who wins this battle? If we continue in this direction. If we continue to not listen to Geert Van den Bosch and the known immunology and science of pressuring a virus who ends up winning do, do we win this is what Geert Van den Bosch has to say
4: you see in all the countries where we have this high vaccination rates that is where we have the high infection rates right i mean uh what else I, this is this is so this, for me this is a complete a complete uh, no break right i mean this is this is just uh, simply uh simply common sense and it, it could be done. That is, that is my frustration, of course. It, it could be done. But if we continue with the mass vaccination, I mean, nature will win.
2: Nature will win. There you have it. He's saying we could, if we just stop vaccinating right now, if, and, and let me be clear, Dr. Robert Malone believes let's keep vaccinating the very high risk group. Those that are over the age, I think, of 65, 70 with other comorbidities, he believes go ahead and vaccinate them. They're already at that, you know, hanging in the balance anyway. Uh, Maybe the risk of the vaccine is okay. I'm not sure how he, you know, uh, justifies that in himself, but that is what he's stating. With the rest of them, everybody else that is not at risk, We need as many unvaccinated people on this planet, is what Geert is is saying, if we have any chance of surviving. If we have any chance of making sure that the CEO of Pfizer does not take this virus and make it so deadly that even he can't stop it and we're all screwed, then we need to stop vaccinating. And those of you that are unvaccinated... Stand strong. You must stand strong, not just because Amen. of your job, not mm-hmm. just because of, you know, the, the freedom issue or the liberty issue. Literally, our species may depend on how many of us remain capable of fighting, neutralizing this virus and developing the long lived immunity that can eradicate this virus before it is made to be too deadly to handle. That's right. So closing out, this is what these guys had to say.
4: Whether you're vaccinated or you're not vaccinated. What you need to care about is your susceptibility. Uh, what can I do to protect myself? better? We know that somebody who is young, who is in good health, has a very good innate immunity, etc., is better protected as a non-vaccinated, these type of things. So that is what we should care about. And we should really please get rid of this unjustifiable discrimination between vaccinees and non vaccinated, non vaccinated discriminate vaccinees at, 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 uh, and uh, vice versa. And there is a, a lot of discrimination going on that is even fostered by, uh, you know, all these policies around uh, vaccination mandates and, and, and all this ridiculous, ridiculous stuff, which has no scientific basis whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think and hope uh, Robert <laughs> will to some extent agree with me. I strongly agree yes.
3: that yes. that the, the policies are, are irrational, and, and I think they reflect a certain amount of frantic um, uh, um, activity on the part of uh, the public policy makers. I think they're at the a loss of what to do. And that's, you know, I get back to the give the three-year-old a hammer and everything's a nail. They think that, that by doing this, they're showing that they're doing something. <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah. it's uh, incredibly it divisive, and I'm, I'm mm. really grateful to hear you make this point, Kurt. Mm.
2: This was an interview that went on for an hour and a half. We just cut out some excerpts. As always, everything that, was, uh, that we showed you here and the entire thing will be in your hands. You can go there if you want to watch it yourself. Also, if you're just on our newsletter, you will receive it this Monday. I really want to stress that you should all sit down, take the time, and really go through it. Really... Embrace what these two really, truly brilliant scientists and and medical professionals are saying. They are not alone. They just happen to be the ones bold enough to say it. Meanwhile, uh, we have three-year-olds with hammers smashing the world as we know it inside of the CDC, the (laughs) FDA, the WHO. As uh, Dr. Malone and Jared Vandenbosch made it clear there, these are irrational policies. They make absolutely no sense. They are not backed in any type of science that is plausible or credible this must be stopped folks you know i say it over and over again you've got to stand up for what you believe in now you have to stand up and even for things you don't understand like science we are presenting the science we've got to save science this science is going to is affecting our religions it's affecting our lives it's going to affect our ability to work our ability to eat
1: well we'll wrap it up right there um all right Dell was just wrapping up, in, you know, he, he a lot of really uh, profound statements in closing. But the bottom line is, is that uh, boy, boy, what a descriptive word! We've got three three year olds with hammers uh, that are just busting things up, and we're just sitting back watching, you know. And these three year olds are in, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the CDC, the FDA, you know, the WHO, and age. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely insanity, but. You know, God bless these two men that are, that they care, you can tell. Now, as you picked up right there towards the end, it is a little bit of difference, you know, with uh, right. Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone. He, he feels like we should uh, still vaccinate the, you know, the most vulnerable. Uh, Dell disagrees, I disagree, and so does yeah. uh, Dr. Scientist Vandenbosch. Uh, He doesn't think we need to stop this thing right now, you know, cold turkey. So, but uh, I think uh, Malone feels that there's still a little bit of good in these so-called vaccinations where I'm not quite sure. Maybe he's holding on to. His delivery system, the mRNA, is being his little investment. I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, uh, that sort of wraps up the segment from the High Wire and Dale Big Tree. Uh, and he mentioned it, it. This is a long interview, but if you really want to know, mm-hmm. if you really want to know what is going on with our bodies with this uh, this virus, the poison injection, and the variants and all of that, and dig into it and clearly understand it for yourself, go on to the highwire. It's really all you need to do. Just go to thehighwire.com, and uh, you might have quicker access to that particular website through DuckDuckGo instead of uh, Google. So anyway, uh, that pretty much wraps this up. We will dovetail in uh, on Part 4, we may call it, with a closing... Um, I guess statement, if you will, that sort of sums up this whole thing from Dr. Uh, Peter McCullough on the next episode. So let's uh, go to the the Lord in prayer here, Ben. Father in heaven, once again, we thank you for this opportunity. Lord, there are plenty of plenty of people out there, young and old that are at a loss on what to do decisions to be made we pray that those that are seeking you and seeking truth sincerely that they will find it they will find the right doctors the right people to help them uh, as far as maybe some with uh, vaccine remorse and how to handle that there is help out there and dr judy mikeovitz uh had mentioned that she's been infected and uh, there's plenty of things that we can do but Father there are people that just don't know where to turn we pray through your holy Spirit that they that are seeking uh, uh, purely uh, with with their whole hearts will will find uh, the things and the help that they need I want to lift up especially the children that cannot do and act for themselves we pray for their safety and uh, that they also will be will be protected and and helped and healed uh, through the help of your Holy Spirit And as we part ways Until we meet again as usual uh, We do ask And lift up all of those that are, uh, that are speaking truth And putting it out Risking their reputations Be with them And may every intent Of our thoughts be pure And we ask and pray this In Jesus name Amen, Amen.